Hey, welcome to tonight's show. I am excited. I can honestly be excited. I'm going to cut down some mic gain here a little bit. Um, it's great to be here. It is, it is at least a reasonably warm day. And uh, we hit close to 90, but it's not miserably 90. <laughs> um, just a word of warning, probably on Thursday's show, because we're going to be on Thursday instead of Wednesday this week. I'm going to be running the air conditioner in the background because it's going to be 109. So I'm not going to I'm not going to be in here without a without AC. So you're probably going to hear that from the AC. Anyway, welcome tonight. Hopefully we won't have the internet problems we've been having. I did get the Wi-Fi extender and I'm looking at it and I can see that it is having issues and I'm, I'm going to have to get a hold of Xfinity because I, I can see the fluctuations now. Uh, you know, it'll go orange, it'll go green, it'll go orange, it'll go green, but hopefully. The Wi-Fi extender is enough to, 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 to keep the flow in here so we don't have those issues we had last last time. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm your host, the California Haunts Radio. And I also own and run the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, uh, www.californiahaunts.org. This website for this show is California Haunts Radio, www.californiahauntsradio.com. So that's kind of kind of different. Um, I have a different guest on today. I'm a royal watcher. Probably a, probably a lot of you are royal watchers. I'm a royal watcher. And she has done extensive, uh, ten, in fact, 10 years worth of research on Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. And this is what intrigued me about having her on. And she's written a book. And her book is, it, it's not um, about Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. It is, it is about a couple in the Victorian era. And it's all based on her research. So it should be interesting to talk to her and, and, and see why she did this, how she did this, you know, what her, what her motivation was. I want to show you the t-shirt one more time. These are for sale. It's going to be up on the website tomorrow morning. They're $25. That includes shipping. California Haunts Radio t-shirt. See, I finally got a name right too. See, they're kind of cool. See that? And the front's like this on the pocket. $25 that includes shipping, and then I will get it out to you. And they come in various sizes all the way up to up to 4X, I think. So let me put this back in here. Go away, shirt. Um, anyway, so it's good to be here. I feel good, and I hope you're feeling good. I hope you ha I hope you all had a good day. So uh, let's get on with our guest. I'm really excited to talk with Love and uh, get to know her a little bit, okay? Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself. <sighs> um, 
I've, I've always been a researcher. When I was a child, I researched animals, biology, and stuff till I was 12. And then I had lots of pets. I had gerbils and hermit crabs and fish and chickens and guinea fowl. No dogs or cats or hamsters or <laughs> But when I was 12, I had my chickens get attacked by some loose hunting dogs or something. And I just couldn't do the animals anymore after that. Um, but I still liked to read the anthropomorphic stories I read, Redwall and stories like that. Interesting. And then the, oh, go ahead. Got into the Victorian era stuff as a teenager. So. What, what, what interested you about the Victorian era? I was reading like late Victorian boys adventures stories when I was early teenager, the Rover Boys, but it was American, but like the end of the Victorian era time. And then my parents watched the Jane Eyre movie, Jane Eyre movie. And my mom read the book and it was just, I got into that for a few months and then read Charlotte Bronte's other book, one of her other books, Villette, that's more where you need to know her real life to understand the story, and got into that and read her letters and stuff, so read about the Brontes for three years, and then I read about uh, the Great Exhibition, the First World's Fair in 1851, she went to, and also lectures by William Lakepeace Thackeray and stuff, the Queen Victoria's ladies were at those and at the exhibition. When I ran out of new information, I liked it that more. I've been learning more since then. <laughs> yeah. She had an interesting life yeah. with her, you know, with, with, with her uh, love of Prince Albert and everything, didn't she? Yeah. What made um, her life so interesting, you know, where Prince Albert was concerned? Yeah, he is an interesting character just with the technology and stuff he was into and the children's education very different from a lot of wealthy families where he had the children like had them have their garden and farm and sell their produce to the household at market price and had to learn all the <laughs> real life stuff that the royals usually didn't. Interesting. What Was it like the movies? I mean, there's movies about, you know, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Were, 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 were what, the information that you read, how well did they match with the movies? Or did, did you see the movies? 
the young Victoria is pretty good, but um, and then the mini series Victoria parts were good. Well, the first season, the later ones were more fictionalized, and in both they have. In the Young Victoria movie, they have Albert B. at Queen Victoria's coronation, which he wasn't. And in the miniseries, they have Alexander II of Russia be at her coronation, which he, he came the year after her coronation. So <laughs> I notice I do on the timelines a lot and stuff. So. But for a movie where you have to compress stuff in the time, but well it's interesting to me because you know that's not something every kid gets interested in and you were young when you got I interested was 18 when i started the royal research i was 15 when i started the bronte channel bronte stuff. so <laughs> yeah that's this just fascinates me i know i was into um but that was in my 20s, though, because I, I was going to Renaissance fairs and stuff. So that's how I got into, you know, somewhat with the medieval and the Victorian era, you know, the, the Dickens fairs and all that. But, yeah, when, <laughs> I never I never thought of, of, of researching it when I was younger. But I've done a lot of, I've done research on Queen Victoria. And I, I like, I, like when I wrote you, I, I told you that I had read uh, Sarah Ferguson's books. Yeah. Because she had done extensive research. Yeah, and she was involved in the Young Victoria movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you wrote this book, um, but as I was trying to explain to everybody, it's not, I mean, it's about Queen Victoria. It's based on Queen Victoria, right? It's more it's of that way for that. More year. about her daughters than about her. She and Denver are in it, but it's around her eldest daughter's story. I'm doing a six book series around. Vicky, they called the daughter Vicky, and I'm planning to do a series around the Queen and Albert more also, but doing the Prussia, England, and Russia series under the Raven Courts umbrella series. And that's what a lot of people don't realize with the royal family is that they they're not just from England. That they're, they're, they're well, Prince Prince Philip's a great example of that. They're, you know, there's Greek, there's there's Russian relations yeah. in that, right? Yeah. And the Kaiser Wilhelm, the Kaiser of World War One, is Becky's son, the Queen's eldest grandson. But my story is. Just looking into a different view of what I believe is the story of what leads up to World War One, but reading between the lines on just a different part of the story that I've found, and as the English and German rivalry and that, what. It's a love story, right? Yeah. Yeah. With Becky and Fritz, Queen's daughter and her husband are very much a love story. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. 
And there's been a few, there's a few biographies of them, and there was another novel written about Vicky last year by Claire McHugh, A Most English Princess, but I read it, and I liked it, but there were parts that are different from what I've researched, and it was part of what made me want to tell my story, so. (laughs) (laughs) He's one of the people I dedicated my book to. How hard was it to do the research? It's fun. It's what I do. (laughs) I live it. (laughs) I mean, did did you do most? I guess you would have had to do all your research here in the U.S., right? Yes. I've But I have access to the university library in Austin, Texas. I'm in Texas, but they have really good library, English and German stuff. And that's what I was going to say. When I was 13, my family went to a high level juggling event that had people from Europe and stuff. and. A lot of the people were German, and it was when we were first on Facebook, and I wanted to be able to, we wanted to be able to understand what was said, and we took a part of the Pimsleur German course, but it's more tourist or business language, but got the foundation there, and then a few years ago, I was working on translating a book for a friend, but teaching myself German at the same time. <laughs> I doing the Duolingo online course, lots more reading and translating and stuff. So teaching myself German. So I'm translating the diary of Fritz, Friedrich that's Vicky's husband. Is what I'm working on right now, but I'm getting a lot of different stuff from that. There's a lot of different sources from that. <laughs> My story. And none of the other books tell his side of the story as much. They mostly tell Vicky's side. Interesting. So you say you decided to write uh, six books out of this, right? Cool. And how long does it take you to write the book? I wrote my first one in three months. And I had most of the information I needed for it. I'm still working on his diary. I've read The Queen and Vicky's letters. There's like seven volumes of that that I've read several times. I'm reading it for the fourth or fifth time now. I have her side, plus the Queen's diary and lots of other things, other memoirs and diaries and stuff, letters and stuff, but getting Fritz inside of the story more still, so. You know what amazes me, that the letters had lasted so long. Is this because of them being royal, because they, they kept, you know, people kept records of everything, or is it just... 
yeah. just a fate thing that they were still around. Well, when Fritz dies, when Wilhelm becomes the Kaiser Emperor, they wanted to destroy the letters. They were always trying to have to say more about who they is, but mm -hmm. they wanted to destroy the letters and defame Becky and Fritz and always accused her of being a traitor to Germany as the English woman and stuff. And it's the year after the Queen's Golden Jubilee. And when they're at the Jubilee, they brought over chests of their letters and stuff to keep secretly in Buckingham Palace. And That's really cool. Place, their place is surrounded by soldiers and the searched and stuff, and they don't find anything because they've gotten it all out. <laughs> but, yeah. That's really, that's really cool, though. It's really cool because you know because now there's a record of it all, and then that, that's what's nice because you can see, you know what, you no know, insight in, into what they really like. Yes, Bismarck, that was the German Chancellor, the Iron Chancellor, that's who was involved in the unification of Germany in that time, and that is always found the leader of the ones that are against Becky and Fitz. But I've researched the older generation of the Prussian family. But Fritz's father, Wilhelm I, is the third son in his family. Or the second son, I mean. Okay. His older brother is King, whose name is also Fritz, when Becky and Fritz get married. The third son is Carl or Charles, who wanted to be king, and he's really behind a lot of the stuff that leads to World War One and the, the stuff against them. And he's the villain of my story. <laughs> you know what's funny is that you you hear this, you, you sit here and listen to this about, you know, him doing bad stuff to the family because he wants to be king then you got what's going on right now with prince harry just bailing because he doesn't want to be king and there's nothing to do with it and he, he's bailed out of england you know it's kind of funny when you hear it because yeah, back then the ones, but always the ones who did and didn't want <laughs> part of the rifling courts what's my series because the ones who did or didn't and <laughs> well you know it's like back then it was it was a power thing you know to get that power to be king and now, now it's like they're in a fishbowl and so he he wants it out he's nothing to do with it you know you can't blame yeah. him you know you can't blame him hell um what happened when you were writing your book did you, did you get a writer's block or anything while you were writing your book was there any time like that not much not really <laughs> What would happen when you did have these, these moments when you couldn't write? How, how would you handle that? There was one thing I did when, if I felt critical of my writing or something, I'd read it 
but think it in like the voice of one of the audiobook readers I like mm -hmm. and just get it out of my head and help me get unstuck. <laughs> yeah, writer's blocks, no fun. Let me ask you, let's talk about your fan. You, you look pretty today. So you got the fan, you got the crown on. Tell me about yeah. that. I was two months ago. I just finished my book in February and March I started to do talks with other authors about authors, biographers of biographers or novelists. I talked to the other woman I mentioned who a book about Vicky last year. Mm -hmm. She was the first one I talked to and talked to a couple other people too and then started doing podcasts, getting on podcasts and stuff. So I had gotten a costume, <laughs> gotten a costume for that and this is actually a new costume. That's really cool though. That's really cool. I like it. That's cool. That's really cool. That's when I've got the top separate. So I yeah. have two different looks. I have another top on so I can wear with this one. The other one was a one piece dress. That's nice. I like it. Yeah. It fits yeah. very well with what you're talking about. Have yeah. you ever been in, have you ever been to England? No. Do you want to go? I'd like to go to the archives and museums of the palaces and stuff. <laughs> I've been. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome, especially when I they do the I've actually bought a little bit of stuff from one of the archives and transcribed the handwritten letters myself nice. from the Mountbatten archive. That's Mountbatten books. The family fell up his Black nice. Family. Nice. Well, maybe if your books do good, do well, you'll get to go over there because it, it, there's nothing like watching the changing of the guards and sign, signing the guest book at Buckingham Palace, you know, and going in to see see the different wedding dresses and all that stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Victoria. Milford Haven, that's Queen Victoria's granddaughter and Philip's grandmother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Her letters were what I bought, but there's a book, Advice to My Granddaughter, that's Queen Victoria's letters to her, but I got her side of the letters from the archives and transcribed them myself. Type them all to have for myself. Yeah, I do things. I read do the research with my mom a lot, just read the letters and diaries and stuff aloud to her and stuff and like assemble my own books of letters for that, like take all the different books of letters from a particular family and put it together chronologically to put stuff into a bigger picture. I've done that with a couple different branches of the family. Nice. How did your mom or your family feel about you t taking all this on? Okay. okay. I don't know what I do. 
I'm not going to do it together the most, but Kisler does most the most compared to me, but everybody. I gotcha. I paid my brother to proofread my book and stuff like that. <laughs> I bet she's really proud of you now because you got the first book done, huh? Yeah, I have it. Just available as ebook so far, PDF ebook so far, but have my website, theravencourts.com. Cool. Yeah, I was kind of looking at it. I was looking at it the other day. I can't wait to read it, actually. I'm going to be downloading it soon to read it. That's pretty awesome. Eh. It's pretty awesome yeah, that you did that. Gotten a few sales so far, but I've been working on. I should be getting some reviews on blogs and stuff in the next few months, too. And uh, today is the uh, 151st birthday of one of Vicky and Fritz's daughters who became the Queen of Greece, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, the Greek connection. But it's interesting because it's, it's Vicky's daughter marries her nephew-in-law because her, her brother marries into the Danish family and it's the brother's wife's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> That's marries. the other thing too. With the wife's <laughs> nephew who marries her daughter, so yeah. That's the other thing with them too is they're they're all intermarried. <laughs> yeah. They marry cousins to, to 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 keep the bloodline strong. This is this is absolutely fascinating for me. I, I just like I like I said uh, when I initially wrote you how fascinated I am with with that time period and well the royals anyway, but that time period in particular because there's so many cool stories about it, you know. read about so many. I started with, and I said I did the Bronte stuff and then just looked up what I read about there. I loved Great Exhibition, but where Vicky and Fritz meet when she's just 10 and she's his guide at the exhibition <laughs> when she's 10. Wow. And... My parents had watched the Mrs. Brown movie. So mom, my mom asked about what was the truth of the story about the Queen and John Brown. And so that was my first thing I researched besides just learning who all the family were, reading about Balmoral and Osborne and the palaces and stuff. And then I was looking up, I read about nine months and was looking up who all the children married more specifically. I'd been reading the first third of lots of biographies of the family just to get an idea of who people were, but it would be overload when I got to the grandchildren and how it spread out. So just read the first third of lots of <laughs> at first. And so 
Yeah, I can imagine. Let me ask you about the books, because I know, like you said, some of them were, were written here in the U.S., but what about the ones that were written in English? Did, did you have trouble? Because I know, like, you know, when, when you read, like, Shakespeare, when anybody reads Shakespeare, it's kind of hard to figure out what some of the words meant, because, you know, they meant different things than, than they do now, essentially. So did, did you have a lot of trouble with that, as far as, you know, reading the, 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 the old proper English? I... I use that language more. I'm more in tune with that one than modern language a lot of the time. <laughs> right. Is there anything else you'd like to add about your book? It, it is a romance story, but it has lots of layers and it has a lot of stuff that's reading between the lines compared to how the story is usually told and bringing out different stories that I, I haven't read all the letters because the books of letters are selections, but I don't, so I don't know what's actually the wrong ways, but <laughs> reading reading between the lines what I get out of it and writing my version of the story. <laughs> See, that's what's intriguing me about this whole thing is that, you know, you did all that research, read all those books, and you were able to write this thing without really um, stepping on, I hate to say stepping on people's toes, but plagiarizing and, and whatnot with it. You know, you were, like you say, reading between the lines. Yeah. How did you feel? Yeah. So Writing it as a story, as fiction, so I don't have to write a biography and get all the permissions and stuff. And my dialogue is inspired by written conversation recorded in letters and diaries, or just like things like it describes a conversation, what was talked about and stuff in a letter to somebody else and I take that and put it into the actual conversation they're talking about. Like mm -hmm. writing to the queen about conversation between her and Fritz and I take it and make it the actual conversation, stuff like that. Just transpose it into the story. That's cool though. That's really cool though. That's a talent, um, see? Some parts are like a whole scene is more described in the diary or something, and I just rewrite it. But then there's some parts where I just have one or two sentences that I make a whole scene out of. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I bet it is. So where did you come in? And, uh, um, you know, to be a wordsmith like that takes a lot. So how long did it take you to really um, put the stuff down? I mean, like you say, it took what? What did you say? I first book in three months. November 1st and finished on February 3rd. Besides <laughs> so just editing wow. a little bit. Was that so. constant writing or, or did you take breaks or, or how'd that work? I wrote maybe four or five days out of the week, mostly. So, wrote 
at night a lot when everybody else was in bed. <laughs> that is really cool. Did, did you let your mom or anybody uh, read it what, as you were writing it to get their opinion? I said I'd let I'd my brother proofread it, who's really quiet and doesn't talk about stuff to the rest of the family much. So I didn't proofread it where I wouldn't share it with anybody before it was ready. And also one of my cousins who isn't one I know super well. I know more online now than I did before, but she had said she was starting to write a book and asked me to read it and give read what she'd written and give my feedback right before I started writing. So I did the same with her and she was the other beta reader. <laughs> so somebody who didn't know any of the historical story, so give her perspective of just as a story. So. Right. Do you think? Go ahead. Shared it with a few other authors and researchers, giving them a free copy as a get reviews from other researchers and stuff. Also, do you think that this uh, book is, is that, that women might might enjoy it more more than men? Because it is kind of a love story, right? I don't know. I've had, let me think. So. One man has bought it out of the seven people I've, who've bought it, and two, two other people I gave a free copy. <laughs> but I don't know. A lot of there's a lot of men in the RAM research groups I'm in, but are in the last part. <laughs> Can I ask you, uh, how old are you? 26. Okay. Well, you're still a baby. You got a long ways to go. See, I've got two books I'm writing, and I've been writing them for years because I get I get distracted and get into other projects and stuff, and then I don't do it, and I have to go. Then I have to sit there and go back in and figure out where I was and get in the right mindset to do it. I have on my book covers for my first series, the Passion, Vicky and Fitz's story. Made I haven't shared them yet, but I do have a Facebook group that's. I mean, Facebook page looks real history and the private group also, the Rifle Courts. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. A page I created a couple of years ago and just shared pictures occasionally and didn't really do much with it. But it's collected like 2,700 people. So <laughs> I use it now for my book stuff and have a private groups so that I'm inviting all the people or all my readers. <laughs> That's cool. You're, you're getting a following too, obviously. And I'm starting to work on YouTube and Twitter and Pinterest and stuff too. Uh, planning to do the bookshelf tours 
I've noticed on, I've been looking at book review blogs to submit to and came across people who were doing a bookshelf tour. And so that is something that gets lots of views and working on getting that done for YouTube where I can talk about like the ones I have, books I have about my di the different families, the Prussian, the Hessian, the Battenberg, the Russian, the <laughs> Queen Victoria family in general, just different, make it so I can have 10 different videos for that. <laughs> What is something um, in doing your research? Did, did you find out about anything about a Queen Victoria that you didn't know? Was there something that stood out? When I first started, I didn't know that Kaiser Wilhelm was her grandson. So that was a surprise at first, and just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting. What about Prince Albert? Tell me about Prince Albert and then, and, and, and what if you found out anything that you didn't know about him? He's interesting. And then reading his letters is very interesting because he's, he's always talked about as being shy, very shy and stuff, plus also in the, along the technical stuff. and but reading his letters to the Queen, they are very romantic letters and stuff. So he's very multi-sided. That's really cool. That is really cool. I'll have to, you know what? I want to read your book and I want to do some extra research on some other stuff. You inspire me. You inspire me to, to get back to working on my own books. You really do. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Doing the six book series about Peggy and Fritz and then planning when with the Queen and Denver does the central story with the older generation in England, the previous George the Fourth and William the Fourth that were brothers and all of those brothers as the background story. Like I'm doing in Prussia, the older generation is the background story. <laughs> and then also I want to do a series with Russia also, and it all ties into the same Ravencourt's theme with the ones that wanted to be the king, and <laughs> king or emperor or whatever. So, and it's all... Well, same families interconnected, but. Do you have any um, appearances on uh, any other talk shows or anything coming up? Yes, I have Let's one on the author's porch on the 29th, which is the 220th birthday of Prince Charles of Prussia, what I said is the villain of my story, and also the wedding day of Charlotte Bronte. <laughs> so, two anniversaries in my research. And, and that's another thing. Charlotte Bronte and Queen Elizabeth have the same birthday. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you coming. Yeah.
And I'm going to read your book, definitely read it and stuff. And say, thank you again, okay? Yeah, thank you. You did great. You did great. Can you tell everybody your your, your website again? My website is therivalcourt.com. And my Facebook page is Royal History. And I go by Lovey on Facebook. Lovey Lubaker. Maybe why. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I had a great time. And when you get your other books written, we'll we'll get you back on again, okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You have my second book. Okay. You have a good one. Yeah. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. That was really interesting to learn a little bit about uh, the history of... uh, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Very, very interesting. And uh, we'll have to get her on when she gets the other books written. I know I couldn't have done all that research. You know what? I'm I'm a bad person. I hate doing research. That's one thing. I mean, I, you know, I love history. I, don't get me wrong, but uh, doing extensive research like that for like 10 years, maybe, maybe if I'm inspired to do it. Anyway, that was terrific. If anybody has any questions, that's great. You know, I can forward some over to her. Um, I want to let everybody know that there's a lot going on now that uh, COVID is done. Let me get the mic up here so I can like hear myself. I like to hear myself talk, right? Like you guys didn't know that. Uh, now that now, now that we're out of COVID hibernation is that we're going to be doing some ghost hunts and hopefully some live stuff, uh, Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to be doing some of the I'm going to, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag a little bit. We're going to be going back to some of the bigger hotels that we've done in the past. Uh, I'm not going to say which ones, but there's plans for one in particular that uh, we're, we're going to be uh, revisiting to go in. And uh, it's kind of nice because we kind of have a different team going in this time. And so it's, it's kind of cool to um, have, have different minds, you know, d- different um, mediums and psychics going into these places. So we're going to be doing that. And uh, that's going to be, it's going to be fun. So that's coming up probably within not this month, but maybe next month, you know, the, the more the restrictions come off and stuff and people get their, you get their vaccinations and whatnot. Um, again, we have the Patreon. I haven't really launched that uh, as much as I'd like to have um, launched it, but I did launch it. And uh, I'm going to be adding some more stuff in there. In fact, we're looking at not only the T-shirts, I'm looking at like uh, Red California Hunt sunglasses you guys can, can wear too, which would be kind of fun. So we'll see if, if, if I can get that, that swinging and going. You see that thing running below, the Donate to PayPal, me at California Haunts? That's how I support all this. Um, everything comes out of pocket. And obviously, we didn't lose our internet tonight, so that was good. So this thing did help. So I was watching the light turn to orange and from green to orange. <laughs> and it kind of made me nervous. But we didn't have anything disappear on us or anybody talking like in, in, in triple talk or anything like that tonight. So we got through that. Uh, but... Uh, $5, $10, everything helps. In fact, I want to thank Monica Funk from last week because she's the one that paid for half of the half of the internet extender, uh, the, the Wi-Fi extender that I, that I ended up buying for tonight. As you can see, I did a little bit different with the background, too. If anybody ever wonders, um, I had this Yoda Lego that somebody got me, and then somebody else got me the same Lego kit. And so I built the original one. I was going to sell this one, but I'm glad I didn't because when I set the studio up, I had set it up so that the computer was way low on, on the table, even when I was on the lowest setting in my chair. So I had to lean over, which, as you know, because I have a bad back, it was really it was really horrible, horrible, horrible for my back. So I was able to stick it on the, on the unopened Lego, and it, it, everything fits perfectly. And you can see I did, you know, I'm up higher and all that stuff. I still got a WD-40 in my chair. That's I'm headed to Home Depot tomorrow for WD-40. 
But um, that that's the main update about the Patreon and what we're doing. And we're going to start, now that I have the open studio next door again, we're going to start filming um, each individual team member so you guys can get to know them. And then we're gonna you're going to see them around Facebook. So you're going to know everybody by name. Yes, Jerry, that's you too, buddy. Jerry Edwards is in the room. Jerry Edwards in the house. And uh, so we're going to be doing that as well to start getting everything rolling again with, with the California Hot Supernormal Investigation Team. But we are going to be doing some live investigations. And I don't know. Uh, we may stream yard them out. I don't know how how I'm going to do it yet. It may just be audio things that we do, you know, like like a uh, blog talk thing and just get blog talk back and then do them audio like we used to. I, I, I don't know how we're going to figure that out yet get the logistics going on yet so we've got a lot coming up and a lot going on and i would she inspired me to finish my book and my ghost hunting book and i have it half written and i think i'm gonna get up off my duff and do that too finally you know and keep that going but um tonight was a fun night it was a great show and i'm hot in here this room did get hot for me um, it's the lights because I got different kind of lights, but um, I'm glad everybody came tonight. Again, um, if you guys want to order a T-shirt, they will be available to starting tomorrow morning on 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 the uh, www.californiahauntsradio.com website, and uh, you guys can do that. And that, all those proceeds from those shirts do go back into California Haunts, either the radio show or the group itself to buy you know to purchase equipment and get the stuff we need. But anyway, um, I'm going to say goodnight tonight. Um, I'm not feeling that, that that well tonight. I'm kind of under the weather. And uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, Thursday I will be back in here. That's the next show, and it's going to be a hypnotist to the stars. That's going to be on. <clears throat> so hopefully um, you won't get too annoyed because I'm going to have all the dogs in here. And usually when the old dog is in here, even when she was young, she's uh, she's like a terrible two. And uh, so it's going to be an interesting night to see if she pulls down the backdrop and whatever else she happens to do to torture me. No, not torture me, but it's just just the way she is. Cables, nothing safe in this in this in this house. So it's going to be interesting to have them in here. But I don't want them out there because there's no AC out there right now. So this is the room that has all the AC. So they're going to be in here on on Thursday with me. Um, again, thank you for watching, and I appreciate it. And do go over to um, YouTube and become a subscriber for us on YouTube. We have 34 subscribers. We're trying to build that up. And again, I thank you. And uh, you guys have a good night. As I move my banners. Ha <laughs> ha.